All right. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see everybody here. There's more coming. I can see them in their loving life. So um, I'm Willie Brooks, and I was up here last week uh, continuing the series on Save to Serve, uh, week five this week, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and pray to get us started. Lord, uh, we just thank you for Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we uh, have been made uh, new, new creations, and Lord, we can navigate this world with hope, um, and we can actually, we can actually be fruitful in this world. Uh, despite what the world wants us to do, despite what our flesh wants us to do, Lord, we can still uh, be active and serve and love. And, and uh, Lord, I just pray you would encourage us today, um, uh, convict us if we need to be, um, and, and just help us to um, be a people that um, honors your name through what we do, uh, not only what we read in your Bible. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, so uh, it's good to see everybody, and um, I hope I hope you all had a good week. Um, I had a okay week, but that's okay. It's better than not okay, right? So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, so first, we're going to just do a little overview. So just to kind of um, give you a roadmap. So uh, we're going to spend a little time reviewing what we talked about last week. And again, why we review. And then if you remember, we kind of broke this up into four quarters. Um, um, I don't expect there to be any overtime today. So just four quarters. Uh, and so we're, we're going to talk about, <laughs> thanks, uh, impediments to serving, loving, and caring one another. Uh, and then just spend some time on practical examples. So if you were here when Larry taught uh, two weeks ago, I believe it was, on counseling, uh, kind of a similar format to that. So um, fairly simple. So as far as review goes, again, we always want to review and, and just make sure that uh, this stuff's in our head and we're remembering it. If you hear it again, you're more likely to remember it. So uh, last week we kind of spent more time on the, the why and the how, kind of the theology or the, the, the philosophy between, behind loving and caring for one another. So specifically loving and caring for one another. There's a lot of other one another's out there, uh, but we're kind of focusing in on the loving and caring in future weeks, um, they're going to, other teachers are going to talk about other one another passages uh, specific to other, other topics. Specific to loving and caring, we talked about why. And uh, we just simply said because, kind of because the Bible says so, Paul and Jesus said so. And remember we had kind of two different ways that was presented, one by Paul, one by Jesus. And um, uh, we talked about that. Um, be, uh, the other one was because we get a lot of joy, and that you know, if, you, if you've ever loved or served in, in in any capacity, you always walk away with joy, and you never really regret serving. <coughs> um, 
the other one, which is, is a huge one, uh, it should be kind of foremost in our minds is because we, we want to see God glorified. And, uh, and then the last one was because we actually love the person and care for them. That's uh, kind of important as well. Uh, and then we also talked about how. And, and I think the how could be a long list. And so this was just the list I came up with. And, and knowing that there's other ways that help us love and care for one another, but um, the Holy Spirit is our helper. Uh, I think a lot of times I forget about the Holy Spirit kind of working, being an active part of of working in my life, and so I thought that was an appropriate one, um, because we need the Holy Spirit in a lot of ways to carry out the work God's called us to. We need the helper. Um, And then humility paves the way. So remember, the the picture was like, like a road being paved, and so Um, Think about how hard it is to traverse the land in a little sedan if the road's not paved. Um, And humility is kind of that way that if if we have humility, it helps us get a long ways when it comes to serving. Um, The next one was kind of joy, experiencing uh, joy and having joy even when it was hard, even when we didn't want to serve maybe, or even when the serving was difficult, having joy. And then reminding ourselves that God owns everything. Uh, he owns our stuff. He, he's over all time. Um, and uh, he's given us the abilities. So time, treasure, and talents. And, uh, and if we remember that, we're more likely and easily going to serve. So that was the, that was the review. So this week uh, is kind of this more practical look at um, loving and caring for one another, serving one another, and um, it's kind of interesting how this kind of developed as I was putting this together. Um, I found myself telling myself what I might say if I was in these situations, and so what we're going to do is go through like eight different impediments to loving and caring for one another, and um, these, again, this is just stuff that I thought of. I, there, are, there in, in the way that I would think about this is that there's, there are hundreds of ways that the flesh, the world, or Satan are going to try to get us to stop doing what God's called us to do. I mean, uh, uh, Satan is always shelling out new lies and trying to get us to believe different things. But these are the things that I thought of probably because I'm, I resonate to them more. <laughs> Uh, so I'm thinking of things that I've probably said to myself at times. So uh, we'll go through these, and then we'll have kind of a discussion uh, through through all of them. So the first one is is um, not knowing or um, not being known. And so um, the question is: is how can you serve or be served if you're disconnected from the body? So how can someone know you have a need if you're so distant from the rest of the body? Um, deep relationships foster opportunities to serve. So if you, if you have surfacy relationships and it's like, hey, how's it going? Fine. How's life? Good. Uh, how was your week? It was, it was good. Uh, th- that type of surface level relationship makes it hard to serve. Um, each other because we don't know 
it's, it's like, I, I don't know that so-and-so has this problem, and I can't pray for them. I can't help them. Um, serving doesn't happen because no one is aware of the realities each other faces. So in this situation, serving is, doesn't happen as much. So some of the things that I thought of is, is, you, is we tell ourselves, um, everyone seems to be doing just fine. Well, it might be because um, you, you lack deep relationships, right? You don't know people. Um, or on the other hand, I need help, but I don't know who to ask. So, um, yeah, and I think of like newer folks in the church, right? Or, or guests or that type of thing is, is just thinking about how important it is to pursue people, pursue their souls, pursue who they are and, and, and where they've been. Um, I think that's, that's a, that's an important one. The next one is, is the, <laughs> an impediment, uh, is the person being served. So, um, it's this whole pr- whole idea of pride that keeps people from letting others serve each other. Therefore, stopping the work of Christ, of, uh, stopping the work of the church as God has intended it. So, I'm guilty of this one. No, I, I, I got it. I don't need your help. It's fine. Um, um, not letting people serve me, which I'm, I'm guessing all of us are probably, I mean, I'm assuming everybody's similar to me <laughs> to some degree in those instances. Sometimes it's hard to let people help you. But I think sometimes that our pride gets in the way of the church doing its job, if that makes sense. Um, you might say to yourself, I don't need to ask for help. Or, or if I need help, I'll ask for it. It's okay. I don't need your help. Um, so, uh, again, as I mentioned last week, my hope is that this is encouraging, but also if the Lord needs to convict you, kind of open yourself to that, right? Because God can be glorified through a church that serves him. We're doing his work. We're bringing him glory. And so um, let yourself be molded as we kind of talk through this. Um, so the next one was fear. So, um, so kind of describing what that would look like as I kind of considered it is that you believe a lie that you're not capable to be used or you might not do something correctly so you're scared to act Um, or they may say no I don't need your help Um, so you're just kind of paralyzed by inaction so this fear can can rear its head in a lot of different ways right Um, um, you, you can say that I'm unable to help I can't make a difference I might offend someone and not be liked so uh, I think fear probably slows us down more than we realize if we kind of consider the impediments to serving. Um, the next one's not that big a deal. We could probably skip it. Um, busyness. Um, so uh, I'm just kidding. Yeah, this one is this one's probably my my top one of all of them. Um, so as I describe this, I'm going to use the word you, and I could be inserting the word I in there. So. Uh, you fill your life with some good, some okay, some not okay, and you max out. When opportunities to serve come up, you struggle because you want to help but just can't. You employ wisdom when determining commitments, weighing what is good versus what is great, but still seem to find yourself always too busy. So um, you, you hear the word margin probably a lot, so having margin. Um, 
and uh, I think sometimes when we consider busyness, it's because we there's a slice of life that we're kind of holding sacred that we ought not to be, right? Um, I think about as I've grown with the concept of hospitality in our home is I think I've held, I used to kind of hold some things sacred as like, no, this is just for me or just, just for my family, like dinner time or, or post dinner time or, you know, there's just different things in my mind that's like, no, I'm not going to give that up. But the Lord can really work through those if I give that up and say, yes, yes, Lord. Um, and I think that you can be um, you, you can, in your busyness, doing great things, still find time to do um, other uh, good things, like bring, inviting people to dinner, hospitality, that type of thing. So some things that you could say to yourself, I'm too busy, I'm already overcommitted. And th th this, is, this is, an, is, I think, I hear it all the time, just for myself and others, is, this is just a really busy week for me. Sorry, I can't help. I mean, that's, that, that probably hits home because we all have busy weeks. And in those busy weeks, we probably say no. And I think we, we obviously have to have wisdom when we're talking about saying yes to things, right? Uh, but, but I think sometimes we say yes to things we shouldn't, right? Things that are not Christ-centered. And we say yes to things that are kind of more me-centered, perhaps. So next is um, uh, keeping score. So um, I've this is one I've struggled with from time to time. Is like if, if, a lot of times I put my I'm in I'm doing I'm actually doing something for somebody, which I love I I really love to serve and do and help. It's it's a joy. It's fun, but then sometimes I'll start thinking like, well. Um, I keep helping them, but they don't help me. When are they gonna? When are they gonna return the favor? Um, so, uh, you you look at your serving not as a gift, but as something that others should earn with their hard work and humility towards their situation. So, if someone's not necessarily being thankful and humble and saying, "Oh, thank you," and so, sometimes I'll I'll keep score and I'll say, um, "I." Uh, I need them to act a little more humble or act like they're a little more thankful for, for them to get my service, right? Um, uh, because, because they need to be, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm imposing my will on their, their situation. You struggle to serve with joy when the person being served seems to always get served. Um, and, and so this, just, this, this idea of keeping score, um, I keep helping, nothing changes. I seem to always be the one helping, never getting helped. Um, they're going to owe me, right? And there, there is no joy in serving like that. I can just feel it in myself right now. It's like when I, when I've thought those things, is there's no joy in that, right? Um, and so, um, the next one was um, not knowing or using your spiritual gifts. And I think this is really important. I think it probably doesn't come to our minds like we ought to, like it ought. Um, but but um, we end up serving or wanting to serve, but we don't consider our spiritual gifts. What we're really what God has really given us the abilities to do, and also just this joy that comes out when we do. Um, when we consider our spiritual gifts and serve within those capacities, we find joy in our serving, and it gives us energy. When we serve within our spiritual gifts, we get this 
this energy, it's, uh, it, it doesn't drain us. It gives us more energy. Um, and we're motivated to continue serving. When we don't, we get really tired. We get worn out, run down. Um, and so, um, you know, I've been in this situation too. When I was an early, a young Christian, I, was, I didn't, just didn't know what um, I ought to be doing or could be doing and I wanted to do, but I just I found myself doing things that were like, I just don't really feel the excitement of this. So um, I think that's an important one. So last slide before we get to the discussion questions. So um, high expectations of one another. So um, I think sometimes we um, we put too much we put too people on too much of a pedestal, and we think um, they they don't really need my help. They're they've got it all together, right? Um, um, they're not necessarily the poor and the broken. They but and so they should have it covered, you know. Um, we with this we we can think others shouldn't need help. Um, in addition, if we think someone has it all together, we don't consider their needs as would someone that is that it, we feel needs the actual help. Um, some things that you could be saying to yourself: They shouldn't be needing my help. I can't believe they're struggling. Um, kind of this incredulous, like, why would they be having a problem? Um, and can't they do this themselves? Um, and, and as I was thinking this, is a, you know, thinking if it's not someone that's poor, but someone that's more well off, it's like, well, can they not just pay to have someone do this or something like that, right? Um, but, but remember, these are all things that I think gets in the way. And as I, that's the thing about this. These are all lies that we tell ourselves. This is, all of this stuff is just lies that Satan wants us to believe. Um, that's what we have to be careful of. At the end of the day, we have to be careful of the lies that Satan tries to tell us to get us to disjoint, de-unify. Um, what's the opposite of de-unify? What's the opposite of unify? Division, right? Okay, yeah. Um, that, so that's, that's what I would sum all this up as. And, and last one is assuming everything's fine. And um, I'm guilty of this one as well. Uh, it's, it's all going to be okay. Um, you get numbed by a shroud of peace and safety when on the opposite side lays um, uh, um, um, pain and strife. Um, you don't like it. You don't like pain and strife. So when an issue seems to arise, you minimize it, and then you distance yourself. So it's, it's going to be okay. I'm, 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 it's, and I think in America, uh, and maybe this is normal in other cultures, but I feel like um, we don't like conflict. We don't like to deal with messy. And so we talk ourselves into thinking it's all just fine. Everything's happy. And, and in reality, it ought not to be treated as such. We need to treat it um, seriously and, and actually pursue the messy. So some things that you can say to yourself, it's not that big a deal. It will all work out just fine. Um, or it would be awkward if I said something, especially if it's not a big deal, right? So um, so that's, that's kind of the list. And what I want to do now is everybody get into your groups 
and kind of do the group thing for about 12 to 13 minutes and um, go through these questions. Um, how have you seen or experienced each of the impediments we discussed? Um, do you think some are not actually impediments? So I want to I want to open it up and for an opportunity to disagree. I think that's important. Um, uh, of the list mentioned, which one would you say is the most detrimental to the church? It'd be interesting to hear. And then which one is the hardest to overcome for you? Um, and if you don't want to share that, consider that in your mind because I want you to. Obviously, we wouldn't be encouraged to, to grow and change. Is it, the next question, is it loving and caring to love and care for someone when loving and caring is detrimental? I kind of did that to be funny. Um, <laughs> um, but it still is a good question. Um, I, I thought I took that out. <laughs> uh, is the loving and caring to love, is it loving and caring to love someone when uh, the loving is detrimental? So, um, it's that whole concept of when helping hurts, right? And I think that's a good discussion to have. And the third one, how do we keep ourselves from being detrimental with our service to each other? Um, so take about uh, 12 minutes and um, we'll come back.
right, so about one minute, finish up your thoughts and conversations in one minute. conversation and into the reality of everybody sounds like some really good conversations can can you guys hear me talking okay I couldn't tell you guys kept going that's awesome yeah that's a good sign I just I didn't know if you could hear me actually that's because the, vo- the level did not come down at all when I started talking. <laughs> oh, that's great. Okay, so that, that took a little bit longer than um, I was expecting. So uh, we're not going to do kind of a group discussion. Um, hope that was good for you. Um, so uh, next is just this. Um, we're, uh, I'm not going to spend much time um, up here. Uh, you have on your, your sheets... Um, a scenario and so I want you to kind of read the scenario as a group Um, and um, uh, yeah I used Jimmy John Um, I kept joking with Kristen when when she was pregnant with Micaiah I was like let's name him Jimmy John (laughs) that's what I told the kids we were gonna name him (laughs) Uh, they didn't think I was joking Um, so yeah, go ahead and read it, and take about 15 minutes, um, or, or about about 13 minutes, so there's not a lot of time. Read it, go through it together, and kind of just consider, this is in, intended to kind of think through different situations that you might find yourself in, or others, um, and just kind of talk about it as a group.
All right, so I'm just going to prompt everyone. You can go to the next uh, example scenario. And um, you about 15 minutes left to do that now.
All right, so about a minute. Wrap up your conversations. Come back to reality and continue the conversation. So we've got about five minutes left, and um, so I wanted to kind of hear what you guys had to say. I can hear myself. I don't know if you can hear me. <laughs> That's perfect. Okay. So. Um, I wanted to hear kind of what you had to say, um, uh, and so, you know, we were in, I was over here in the conversation, and in every scenario is, is incomplete. You can think through every little way that it could be wrong, and I get that. Uh, just bear with me. They're not easy to write. <laughs> I tried to, no, don't, don't, please don't do that. That'd be embarrassing. Uh, so what I wanted to uh, just kind of hear some feedback, and, and you can shout out because we're on the mic, but um, was there a right or wrong answer to what, for Becky? What, what do you guys think? You guys have a good answer? No, we don't have a good answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you... What did you... Uh, was there a right or a wrong? It was handled poorly, no matter how you slice it. Yeah. Okay. What do you What do you mean? Well, whether whether it was wrong for Becky to uh, just hand a book, or whether it was good for her not to get involved because she is actually on the committee. Yeah. I, and I, like, as, I'm, as I was writing that, I kept thinking, like, I, I just can see so many of us being in, this, in a situation like that where it's like, oh, this is a great opportunity to be the church and love each other, but uh, I'm so full already. And, um, and it makes me sad uh, if, if a situation ends like that. Um, um, how could Becky have handled it differently? What, what's maybe a different, a better way? Yep. That's good. We talk about um, 
Yeah, over here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, she would have been, yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And to me, I'm, I just think like, um, you know, we all have a max capacity and, and we all, I mean, whether you're, you know, let's take the softball and the social life out of our schedule and she's still busy. She doesn't really have room for other great things because she's already doing filled with great things. Um, I do think though, like we have to have a heart and a, a heart to shepherd other people's hearts and their situations. And so you just don't leave them hanging like, oh, no, but you, you um, facilitate action through others, perhaps. So Becky knows so-and-so that might be able to help. Or, you know, you can, you can still see it through, but not just not by um, your commitment, but by others serving. So I, I think that, you know, we have to be careful to... Uh, not to, to be scared of bearing one another's burdens because we are bearing too much already. Um, <clears throat> and when I say bear it, we don't have to bear it fully, but we bear it enough to get it to, we, to, to hand the baton off to someone else perhaps or, or to whatever it is. But, but I think sometimes we can say, eh, sorry, you know, go find your, and that, that's not the church to me. That's not how we ought to be um, loving each other. So, um, so, we're out of time, but um, you remember the last seven or eight weeks, I've mentioned this challenge, right, to go love and serve somebody. Um, and so it's the greatest challenge in the world because there's no accountability to it. Um, so, but, but, and, and it kind of, it, it, I, I wanted to just challenge, you, you know, you challenge yourself, right? And, and I can only do so much, we can only do so much to say, keep you accountable to it and talk through it and do this and do that, but... I just wanted to mention that as kind of a wrap-up to that is um, I think sometimes it's good to have a goal or a challenge or whatever in our lives, and then we just do it, um, and that gets it helps us get out of a rut. So um, with that, um, oh, there's a SUV's uh, lights uh, alarm going off. It's a Lincoln something. Navigator. Did we get that fixed? No, I forgot to announce that. Uh, creamish? Sorry. It's been going off for a while, and I forgot to bring that up a while ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Larry, I failed. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to pray, and we'll be done. Lord, uh, 
Lord, thank you for your body. Thank you for your people. Um, and just, Lord, that we can all um, serve a, a greater purpose than ourselves. Lord, we can see each other um, grow and we can see each other bring glory to you and, and worship you. And um, Lord, just help us to have a love for one another, a, a care for one another, that we, we actually care about each other. We actually want to see each other grow and and um, get out of the ruts that we're in or, or whatever. We're just we're bearing the, the simple burdens of life that, that aren't necessarily complicated and messy, but, Lord, they're just hard. Um, Lord, help us to, to, to carry um, each other's burdens in that way and, and love each other, pursue each other. Um, uh, and just uh, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, go pick up your kids. Yep.
Should be bad. Uh, uh, uh. 